pod, two wash-ups, one pro. Is it in the screen? Yeah, okay, it good. is. Rachie girl, Hi. Yukon Husky. I like to do a little intro. Yukon Husky, New Hampshireian. How you say it? Uh, New Hampshireite. New Hampshireite. Oh, yeah. And a current outside mid forward for the Chicago Red Stars. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are Thanks. so excited to have you. Thank How you, you doing? So- I'm so excited. This is great. <laughs> I know, Rachie girl, a little backstory. Rachie girl has been- I love that you call her Rachie girl. You know that me and Rachel played region one together. You don't need really? to like- Yeah. Well, She's I just like, call- I don't think I've ever called her Rachel's the she thing. She played with Lydia. They're like the only two girls that were good that left New Hampshire because there's yeah. like six of you. Lydia, so like it was her and Lydia. Lydia Simmons is an all-time great. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah shout out. Girl, she's like yeah. living it. Mary yeah. baby. Shout yeah. out to her cute babies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cool. Rachel um, girl has been wanting to be on the pod and we got her on. She's a tried and true twopper. We love it. We love we, it. Love it. We are so happy to have you. All right. I mean, let's get what into can we it. Say? Let's go. Let's go right into it. Listen, these are hard hitting questions. Just yeah, we <laughs> really thought about these. I just <laughs> so um we wanted to know about your journey to UConn. So obviously we know you're from New Hampshire. Um, you played for Seacoast, but I don't know. I feel like I was telling Joy this other day. I feel like a lot of people that were up there, like you guys had like also people from New Hampshire playing on like the Scorpions or um, trying to play in mass. So I thought it was interesting that you always stayed in New Hampshire. Um, Obviously really great as a youth player, very highly recruited. Um, But yeah, I'm just, we're curious what landed you at UConn um, and then competing in, was that, that was also what we wanted to know. Did you, when you went in, did you think you were going to play in the big East or was the AAC like part of your recruitment as well? Cause that's kind of an interesting conference. We haven't really, I mean, it's really you guys, USF. Who else was like super well, competitive? Yeah. Uh, UCF did okay some years. Um, yeah, it was very random. <laughs> but I feel like I didn't even know, like going in, I feel like I knew nothing about college. Like I didn't even know like the conferences or anything. Like I was just like, oh, UConn, cool. Like I didn't want to go like too far from home. I didn't want to stay too close. I wanted to go to a big school, but like a big school that I kind of knew I had a better chance of playing a lot of minutes at. Um, And I feel like I didn't, I didn't look at too many schools. Like, I feel like the only other big one I looked at was Penn State. um, Because I have a lot of family in Pennsylvania, so that didn't feel like as far. But yeah, so I went for my visit at UConn and it was like raining like and cold and like it always is there and I still loved it and I was like so excited about it so I think yeah just those two factors played like a big thing the distance from home and then a big school but like knowing I would still get to play or like hoping I'd still get to play a lot and you sure Um, did I was going to say did this girl (laughs) did this girl play and did she play because yeah. seriously, I feel like that's a good point too, because there's something that's like, it, there's something to be said about players that go to like, you could, where, you know, you're going to make an impact right away. I mean, Joanna, just put this in perspective, yes. 61 goals I in know. 89 appearances. 
That's like kind of disgusting. Wait, but let like me in pull an my amazing way. 61 and 80 what? Nine. Okay, 60. I mean, this girl was like pow, pow, pow. So like she was just Richie girl. You had I mean, a this is like a goal scorer. 0. 0.68 century. five. Nice. Is your is your goals per game. That's a nearly a goal a game. <laughs> I That's mean insane. I've been my best life. I know. <laughs> how how far away was New Hampshire? Because this don't be offended, you northerner, but oh yeah, those states get a little muffled together. Tell us some more about what goes on in New Hampshire. <laughs> Do you want to snow? Joanne is very curious about this. <laughs> so as I continue, you know, my soccer journey and everything, I feel like more and more, like the more and more people I meet, and they're like, "Oh, where are you from?" I'm like New Hampshire. The more and more people are like, oh, you're the first person I've ever met from New Hampshire. <laughs> and I'm like, just lately I've realized I get that a lot. And so I'd love to just give you a rundown of New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, give us a rundown. rundown. Give us a what are we, what do we, be like the, the website, where, what are we going to do when we go to New Hampshire? You know, it's a lot of outdoorsy stuff. Okay. So I live, I actually live right on the border of Maine. A lot oh. of people struggle to I think picture where New Hampshire is yes Maine is like the top dog like you know right in the corner of the U.S. up there and New Hampshire kind of like runs down like along it so like if this is like the coast like the side coast so New Hampshire like has a little bit of coastline right here before it hits Massachusetts I love how much I thought about this seacoast seacoast that that makes sense it's a club Area. Yeah. So the river behind my house is Maine. So I was actually born in Maine. Fun fact. Oh, fun um, fact. and so, yeah, I grew up, you know, pretty remote. We had the river in the backyard, some woods. Um, but I would go to the beach growing up very cold. You jump in, you get out, um, unless you're like seven and under. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like I would, I'm a snowboarder. I grew up skiing. Yep. Yeah. yeah a lot of skiing. So love that. Um, yeah, just a lot of outdoorsy stuff, I would say. But <laughs> I feel like we need I, to get you like a lumberjack, like <laughs> shirt. Get know, some maple syrup. Get, get us some yes, maple syrup. Great. Is it? So good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I, then how far away is New Hampshire from Yukon? Uh, two and a half. Two oh, okay. So you really got to work on your geography, girl. Listen, all I know is Virginia and below. That's all I know. <laughs> it's very true. It's <laughs> all I know is Virginia and below. I'm from New Cut York, some- so I know where New Hampshire is, but that's yeah. uh. Cut me some slack there. Cut me some slack. All okay, right. getting into Yukon a little bit then. You're a Husky. How were you so dominant with your ability to score? How did you develop? kind of that goal scoring mentality. And then this is a question that team and I have are really like interested to ask because we haven't really asked anybody. This is how much pressure as a forward, do you feel to score goals? Hmm. And then do you, so this is a follow-up too. Oh my gosh. Let her answer it. Let her answer. Let okay. Answer. I just want to let, I just want to hit Richie girl with everything. You can't, you can't hit Richie with six questions I'm in one. She's not going to remember the first. Like, I'll answer maybe the last one. And then I forget about the first two. So we'll take it one by one. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. So the first one. 
<laughs> okay. How were you so dominant with your ability oh, to score? Okay. And how do you think you developed that through your youth and into UConn? Yeah. Um, I think growing up, I usually was one of like the fastest, not so much anymore because everyone is fast in, in this league, but I would say growing up, I was one of the fastest. So I could just run for days and I could always get to the ball first. And I think that's how I scored most of my goals. It was nothing crazy, no tricks thrown, none of that, just pure get to the ball and put it in the back of the net. Um, when I got to UConn, uh, I don't know. I think I just, I just had players around me that like came to learn who I was very quickly and did so well at like playing to what I was best at. Um, I played as the nine, like most of my college career. So, yeah, I mean, I was just up front, you know, pressing on defense, doing everything I could. And on offense, they would just, you know, pass the ball up to me. A lot of through balls. Um, like I said, not many tricks, but yeah. Do you feel, though, um, as a forward, do you feel the pressure of having to score goals? Um, yeah, I feel like. Obviously, when you're scoring, you really don't think about it. Like, it just is coming to you, and you're scoring goals, and everything is great. But then as soon as, you know, you start going three, four, five games, and you're not scoring, I think then you do start to think about it more when I feel like goal scores, like, it just comes. Like, they don't think it's, like, purely instinct, you know, they're just in the right spot at the right time. Don't overthink it. And I think that's how a lot of them have success. So I think, yeah, once you do start to feel the pressures, it almost becomes like that much harder to like get going. But then once, you know, one comes, the floodgates open usually. I think it's funny because you answered that question. And then the question before you answered like a true goal scorer is like, I just pretty much just score goals. And then, <laughs> and then how do you, you just score goals? Yeah. But do you have any advice kind of for people, young girls that are listening or anybody listening as a forward, how do you, Rachie Girl Hill, get out of that mentality, out of that rut, if you have not scored in a little bit? What, how do you get yourself into the place that you feel like that kind of weight's lifted and you can be, get back into that, you know, where the goals are, are flood, the floodgates open and the goals start to come? Yeah, I think... I mean, like I said, I think you just like need to do your best about not thinking about it and not thinking about how you haven't been scoring. Like, you know, sometimes I'll go back and I'll watch like all the goals I scored, you know, mm -hmm. and just be confident, know that you can do it. You've done it before. You can obviously do it again type of thing. So just really doing your best to not focus on not scoring. Yeah. So yeah. obviously once you get to the professional level, um, and I know this has probably been coming from Orlando, not going into Chicago um, and coming onto a team that's been, I mean, very highly successful year over year. Talk about as a front line. I don't think it's new news to say that there's been discussion about the fact that you guys are still kind of finding your groove um, as an offensive line to score goals with so much. I mean, there's so much talent. You, um, Watt, I always want to say, oh, hi, Watt, Mal Pugh, um, just a 
so much pace, but, but like anything, it takes time to kind of like learn each other as players. How do you guys kind of keep your, um, is there a lot of discussion amongst you guys kind of figuring it out off the field? Are you kind of encouraging each other? Um, despite all of the external chatter about that being something that's a priority for you guys to win, um, and something that hasn't come as easy this year as you'd hope yet. I mean, obviously it's, it's happening now the last couple of games. Let me shout out my girl Mac. Cause she had a good game. Yes. The other day. I loved her goals. My girl, Mac daddy, baby. She had a good game, but, um, <laughs> Listen, Joe knows this. I'm a big, like, I, I'm a, a little biased about Chicago. I'm always like, let's go, goal scores. Um, but yeah, I just was curious, like, what's what's kind of the environment amongst the, the forwards in this kind of situation where maybe you have a little bit of a slump and obviously that's kind of what you're trying to serve the, the team as goal scorers. How do you guys kind of get through that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, like, we have a lot of depth, like, within our forward line. Um you know, Mackenzie, Katie Johnson, yep. Natalia, me, you know, Mots is coming back. Like, so we have Sarah Luber, who's like a young one who's done really well, you know, just so many people. And so like, you just never know like what combination Rory might throw up there. So mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, we're still like, we're learning each other. We're learning, you know, where people like the ball best, what like areas people finish in best, whatever. Um, and I mean, you know, you do try and like just drown out the noise in the background and focus on us and where we are right now. And I think that we've done a good job of that. Like, you know, we're so early in the season. The challenge was obviously not good for us. And like, we've moved on from that. We had our Portland game, terrible. And then since then, I think it was like a huge wake up call, like, hey, we're a way better team than like what we're showing right now. Like what's going on? Like we need to fix it. And I think the response has been great. Um, and I think, yeah, like it's not that we're not creating chances because we are. And I think it is just that encouragement, like knowing that we're all capable of scoring and it is going to come. I think our patience is just being tested a little bit right now. Um, but I know that we're going to break through and we have goal scorers and it's not going to be an issue just for now, you know, it's taken a little bit of time, but it's a long season. I think we'll be just it's a fine. very, very long season as me and Joanna have looked at the calendar. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where we're at in the next, you know, what is it? It's literally five months, which is kind yeah. of nuts. Um, so then we also want to get into a little bit cause we haven't, We've talked to obviously players who've been traded, but we've never asked them about the process. So you were traded in early 2020 to Chicago from Orlando. Um, were you prepared? Did you see that coming? How did that, um, how does it kind of work? Like we'd love to know the process. Did you just like get a call from your agent or just was it on a whim one day? They're like, okay, pack up your bags. You're actually not going to camp in Orlando. You're going to Chicago. In the midst um, of a pandemic in the midst of a pandemic, talk to us a little bit, how that kind of went down, um, in your experience and, um, yeah, how the trade happened. Yeah. So, um, I had been in Orlando for three years and as Joe knows, like great place to be amazing place to live, like love the girls, loved everything. But like, 
the soccer just wasn't clicking there at the time. Clearly now it's a little different right now, but <laughs> at the time things just like weren't clicking. Um, you know, our careers are short. Like we can't do this forever. That's... As you both know. <laughs> and- wash ups. I'm wash ups. So, you know, I was just like, I feel like I need a new challenge. Um, and so, you know, had discussions with uh, the Orlando staff and they were like super great about it, really understanding um, about where I was coming from. And Chicago was kind of top of my list. I was like, I would love to go there. Just the success that this club has had. Um, they're always a winning team. And so I was just, you know, I kind of initiated it, but you know, you could end up anywhere at the end of the day. And so that those talks kind of happened in, I think it was like mid November, maybe end of November in 2019. So like a little bit after we finished the season and then uh, my agent like was great with everything, like communicating with Orlando, you know, having talks with other teams and stuff uh, through like Orlando. And so I felt like it was taking forever. Like (laughs) December had gone by and I was like, okay, is this going to happen or not? Like what's going on? And then obviously the draft came up in uh, beginning of January. And that's when like, I kind of knew like it's gonna happen now. Loves the draft. Yeah. And so the draft's always crazy. And I was actually there because I was doing a internship with USU soccer at the time. So I was at the draft with like my internship and I had one good friend who was uh, in the draft class. So I went and I was there and (laughs) I saw Lloyd actually right before and our goalkeeper coach from Orlando and like he's the best like so great ever like it was really nice but like kind of awkward at the same time and I was like I don't know how to feel right now like are you gonna tell me something or like what's going on (laughs) and so then uh it was like minutes before the draft started and our GM at Orlando like texted me he's like hey like I know you're here can you like come to our table and so I was like yeah so I go oh side note the night before my agent texted me and said basically like I think you're gonna go to sky blue and so I was like all right like okay it is it is what it is I'd love to go to Jersey like let's go so in my mind that day I was like I'm going to sky blue whatever fast forward at minutes before the draft's about to start GM texting can you come to the table I come to the table and he's like um we just made official like you're going to Chicago and I was like what like and then like a minute later Rory came over talked to him and that was that and then during the draft is obviously when like it was announced and everything happened. that's awesome well first off thanks so much for actually going into it because I think 
you know, obviously it's kind of a, kind of a weird situation. So thanks for being super transparent with us. Cause that's super cool. Cause I don't think a lot of people know how trades go on with the Navy cell. You know, you just scroll through Twitter and you see it and mm-hmm. it's just, that's what it is. So Richie girl, thanks for uh, going. And ahead. I mean, I feel like everyone's different though. Like my, yeah, yeah, yeah. yours is completely different than like another person's for sure. But like you but, said, like, you no, know, some are, Oh yeah. Tomorrow you're, you're leaving. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. And I think what's, what I found really interesting, I think something to notice way to like advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's something that takes a lot of courage. I mean, um, we don't make jillions of dollars. Like, it, like you said, you don't know where you're going to land. Um, even with your situation, it seems like you like being on the East coast because of your family. Imagine being sent to Seattle, not, not nothing against a team. It's just like, that's a huge transition for somebody. Um, but to like have the courage to say like, I need my career short. This is not working necessarily as a player, nothing against the team. So can we figure something out that takes yeah. a lot? And I think um, like, I think that like three years, like you go to college for four years. So three years, I think you, you know, you gave your heart and soul to Orlando. And if it's not what you were kind of wanting it to be, as you could kind of see the, what was going to happen or how things were going, like Tina said, you advocated for yourself. And I think that's, I don't know if that happens a lot, but that's one really, really brave, really, really brave and super happy that you ended up in the place that you really wanted to be at in the first place. That's awesome which is awesome. Um, so kind of shifting gears, you've played in a ton of different environments from New Hampshire, shoveling snow, probably off the field to youth national teams, <laughs> to the NWSL, to Australia, where you were not shoveling snow, you were shoveling sand and even Sweden. Okay. But you've been around the world and back a few times. If you could think of a, a, an experience that truly challenged Rachel Hill to the core as a person and as player, what would it be? And then how did you kind of battle yourself through that? Mm-hmm. So I would say it doesn't sound big, but like going into Yukon, so you know, college fitness test is like a yeah. big thing. Mm-hmm. So going into Yukon at the time. It was a bit strange to me for a soccer fitness test, but our fitness test was you had to do a mile in under 615, uh, 800 in, I can't even remember now, but an 800 in a certain amount of time, a 400 in a certain amount of time, a 200, and with like a minute break in between each. And so, you know, it wasn't like what you think soccer running is and so you know you get the packet and you start on your fitness journey like going (laughs) and you're like what the heck and I remember like followed the packet like whatever the day came up where you're supposed to like test on your own and see if you can do it and so like I went to the track and I didn't even come close I think I got like a 645 mile and I was like god you're so slow yeah I was like how how am I like I'm not gonna play like how am I gonna fit into this group like I am not fit like everything I was like 
and I mean, because growing up, like, I don't know, I never like failed at anything. Like, you had so much success in youth and like, you know, you're the star and whatever. And so I finally got to something that I couldn't do. And I was just like, how am I going to get through this? So, you know, eventually I got there, but I feel like that was just like the first time where I came up to something and I couldn't do it. And I was just like, kind of mind blown, like, how do I go about this type thing? But, you know, we always find a way to grind through and we get there and everything was fine. And I passed when I got there. So it was great, but you know, just the nerves that build up to that too, like the night before, like you just get to preseason, you're meeting all these new people. Like I didn't know anyone and the fitness test is tomorrow and everyone's talking about it. And so like, that was, so what did you do? So what did you, I'm just How'd curious. You cut 30 seconds. Yeah. How'd um, you cut the no, 30? Running. And I feel like it's just something like, I, I didn't ever really like push my body to be like that uncomfortable. And I think once you do that a few times, so I actually had one of my brothers come to the track with me. I would say, if you have someone with you, I feel like it's totally different yeah. versus yourself. And exactly. And so to see him like where he was on pace, I was like, like you said, like having someone there to see where they are, like, you're like, okay, just and those who, those who don't know Rachie girl, if Rachie girl's a very, I mean, we're all competitive here. We are <laughs> all very competitive people, but Rachie girl kind of tops tops a level of competitiveness that I feel like if you see your brother running, you're like, I can, I can, yeah, you're like, I'm maxing out. I'm yeah, maxing like, out if I have to. No, like, and I think that's cool too, is that like, you mentioned you never had to like break through that kind of first layer mentally. Do you then think you were like, was it like an aha moment where you were like, oh shit, I can like go into different levels that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Like, it's, it is crazy. Like people say, you know, the mental side of it is a lot. And I feel like I've, I've never really been that way, but I think that was the first time where I was like, yeah, I mean, mentally you have to think like you can do this and know you can do it to be able to do it. And so, yeah, it definitely was like, wow, okay. I can do it now. Shout out to the bro. Yeah. So I'm curious, that is a great example that I feel like probably happened again later in your career. So take it, fast forward it then and come to where you've, okay, I have a new environment. I'm going to go to Chicago. Awesome. I want to like make my imprint pandemic hits. You like have to meet all these new, I mean, again, like we know each other, but you have to like integrate with your new teammates. Yeah. Also like figure out how to more or less prove yourself. Right. Because like, you want to be show them that you're an asset to the team. Talk about like, I had assumed that situation has like helped you on throughout your career, but kind of talk us through how that experience went, because I feel like it's very similar to being like that freshman for the first time in college. It's like that new player at Chicago, um, in the midst of a very challenging environment, um, where things are out of your control and, but also you having to be adaptable. Can you kind of talk about that process? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a challenge. Um, so I got here, I think five days before. So we had trained for five days before, you know, everything happened. And like, at first it was like, I think we were supposedly had the weekend, like it was like a Friday and they were like, okay, you have Saturday and Sunday off now because of the 
thing. And so we were like, okay, we're going back Monday. And then like Monday hit and it was like, okay, a week. And then whatever, here we are. But yeah, so like, so like getting here, I would say like, you know, the first few trainings, like before all that happened, like I knew Mott's and Mackenzie, which was like super helpful. Um, Your roomies, right? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Live together. It's great. Um, and so, yeah, like just knowing even two people like made a world of difference, I feel like. And then, like you said, the soccer world is so small, like, you know, of basically everyone. Um, and yeah, I mean, the team here, I feel like is, I mean, they were like very receptive, very welcoming and like made it so easy to fit in. But I mean, at the same time, you know, like you still have to prove yourself on the field. And so there is like a little bit of discomfort and, uh, you know, nerves and it does feel like you're almost a freshman again and you have so much to prove. Um, So then I think, you know, after those five days, whatever, we had a huge break in time and I feel like, so I ended up going home during that and that was like a month and a half, I think. So then coming back from that, I almost felt like I was starting from the beginning again. Like, I feel like those first five days didn't even exist. Like, and it was like a restart again. Um, And so I think we really bonded in the fact that like, we, we weren't allowed to train in Chicago. So we were driving up to Wisconsin every day. I remember that. Oh my gosh. What's that drive? Is it hour 15-ish? It was close. Yeah. An hour 20. Yeah. Just a train, Joe. Like literally get out of the bus train and come back so that they were like over the border. Yeah. So we like, we were almost dry. We were basically driving more than we were on the field. Like it was just, it was a lot, but I think that like helped me integrate into the team because we all had something, the same thing that we were going through. And like, it just really brought the whole group together at that point. You have to so. pass time on the bus. You can, you can read. Only no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. oh, you yourself, you yourself. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Which is even but, like, which is even driving more... and then getting out of a car and having to train like yeah. hard. Okay. Yeah. That makes it 10 times worse. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. So, That's rough, Richie. There's a trip. Well, but here we are now. Here we are. Here we are. In a season playing. These women are so resilient. I, I love know. it. Um, so obviously we, we talked about you kind of taking a journey all around the world and back. Um, what have you, and again, this is a little loaded, but I, I I love this question. What have you cherished most, um, out of your soccer career this far? And it doesn't need to be soccer specific, but like, I think there's so many things that soccer blesses you with. And I'm just curious, like what you've cherished the most and you're now, you know, 20 years of playing since you were a little girl. Yeah. I would say two things come to mind. The first, uh, the people. I mean, you really can't beat it. I feel like the soccer world is amazing. Filled with incredible people. Um, Yeah. I don't think an explanation is needed. Just (laughs) Hence you two. Look at us. Exactly. It's crazy. (laughs) So I would say, yeah, like people being number one, uh, number two, I would say I've just, I've enjoyed like, and cherished every place that I've got to go to. I feel like it's helped me grow. And like, 
I, I don't know, like you're asked growing up, like, where do you want to live when you grow up or whatever? And I always thought like New England, I was like, I love the four seasons. Like it's great up there, like whatever, but that's all I knew, obviously. So now my mind has really changed on that. I don't think I'll be living in New England, but I, I just think like, I've been so lucky to actually physically experience in my own life, like different environments and different places and, and really actually gotten to know what I do like and don't like. Um, and I just think it's super cool because no, like not many people get that chance to like actually live in so many different places. So I, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy to think how many people like have never left their state or the region or and like so many of us joe was talking about last time it's like at 14 you're like out of the country yeah, and you're yeah. like playing the sport yeah. you love you're like yeah. this is so incredible like the just the ability to be out of the u.s and if like because i was telling i was telling um tina i was like we went to mexico parker and i for honeymoon and like parker never been out of the country and i'm like yeah you got to fill out the immigration form like of course what do you get? Duh. You travel, duh. Come on. Come on, <laughs> Parker. I know. Come on, Parker. But like just knowing and like being very fine with going out of the country and like it's not a big deal. And I think what's cool is you've been able to fully immerse yourself in each country that you've been to. Mm-hmm. I know you love Australia. I know you love like it's really cool. Not? <laughs> I mean, Rachie girl. It, they, speak, so- they speak English. So yeah. it's like you. that's everything. And then it's like amazing place. You're there in the hot summer. Yeah. If it wasn't so far, I honestly would live there. Like, yeah, yeah. I love Perth. Perth is the best. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just so, the other side of the world. But you have to fly because I remember. Give me the the flight uh, plan. Oh God. Yeah. So from so I would fly out of Boston and like it honestly doesn't matter like you could go you could fly east or you could fly west it's the same like you're going to the other side of the world (laughs) so crazy I I would fly east so I went my first year I went um Boston to Dubai um I had a seven hour layover in Dubai so that flight was oh my gosh that flight's like 11 hours to Dubai and then Dubai to Perth um was like 10 with a seven hour layover and I I just about died like by myself I actually almost missed my connection with the seven hour layover how because so in the Dubai airport they don't yeah it's huge and they don't do like announcements like they do here. Like, so I, it was like through the middle of the night too. there. I don't know what time it was here, but whatever. I just been on 11 hour flight. And so like, I was just like sitting around like whatever, passing time, watching shows, whatever it was. And then like, I'm like looking around and I'm like, nobody that was sitting here is sitting next to me still. Like, what's going on and I like look at my boarding pass and I'm like okay like it's definitely time to go but like they haven't said anything so I was like what's going on so I just like went up and 
I was like, uh, and they scan my ticket and I go like, nothing's being said. And I was like, okay. Like I could have just missed that flight. You didn't want like, to sleep. Good I job. Know. Honestly. But yeah. So that was like the travels, but- the travels of Rachel Hill. Yeah. I love it. So I know Rachel as our 99 problems, a pitch ain't one fantasy premier league winner of yeah. the 2020 this butt hurt about it uh, <laughs> i mean she tried, me, she tried to get me in that i knew i was like I'm, i don't know enough to get in that i i try to get tina and i'm like we'll take her money i'm oh, too you- competitive i know i would lose i don't i don't fall enough to do it oh i'm not gonna I put myself in something I'm not gonna i like didn't even watch soccer <laughs> probably that's what probably pissed joanna off more it's like she's watching every game like no, Rachel's competitive. Rachel's competitive. So you give Facts. her this, this money's involved, 25 bucks. You had to enter. And Rachel comes out with $250 when she doesn't even watch soccer. And now she no, I do now though. That's my point. Like I didn't before, but then you get involved in this fantasy stuff. Let me tell you, it changes your life. Parker. <laughs> It was insane. Parker'd be like, okay, we uh we have um Sunday Premier League mornings. We have to follow such and such player. I've traded for this player. I've traded for th- I'm like, okay, first off, you need to pump the brakes on the transfer fees because you're racking up. <laughs> like, so what do you do? Obviously, outside of fantasy premier league, which we're also trying to, if any other NWSL players are listening to this and would like to join, please DM us. Please DM two washups one pro. We would love to have you. Let's get a big league going. You want to have I want, like, a lot of money? Because me and cops are like trying to yes. get people who want to play because it's so fun. And then you get to watch the games. It's yes. just, it, and then we, you know, when that ha- when cops texted me, uh-huh. it was like the night before, I think it was the night before, like you had to submit your team or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was in Sweden. I, always put my phone on do not disturb when I go to sleep for some reason this one night I didn't and she had me and Danny Weatherholt in a group text and was like hey do you want to join whatever so I had woken up because my phone kept on going off and I was like dang it like I can't believe I didn't put my phone on do not disturb I look at it and this is what's going on and I was like oh my gosh it was 3 a.m in Sweden I was like I need to get a team together. Like I can't miss that. I can't miss out on click, this. Click, click, click. Right. So and here we are. The winner. Yeah. The yeah. winner. I love it, and I love. I just love the banter of it. Like I love the banter. It's just. It's truly incredible. So, outside of fantasy Premier League, which we know you're the champion once again. I. It's, it pains me. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. It's okay. Next season. Tell us something about Rachel Hill outside of professional soccer that maybe not a lot of people, people might know. Hmm. Okay. Besides Uh, your golf game. What do you do on your off day? Yeah. What do you do on your off days? Yeah. Um, I usually just chill. I honestly don't like, I'm not a big, I don't know anything. I like being outside. I'm currently trying to invest in a bike. So hopefully getting a bike soon as the weather gets nicer here, go for some rides along the lake. Um, yeah, outside. I like to play games. I love games. Um, cards are great. Go to a coffee shop, play some cards. Can't beat it. Um, I recently started like drawing. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Rachel. It's not like 
draw like let me like just think of this and draw it though it's like let me pull up a video on youtube that walks you through how to draw something (laughs) and yeah youtube vids get you through yeah so why haven't you seen this on instagram (laughs) you know let us promote your work let us promote your work give us give us a nice shot we'll put it right on our instagram all right i'll right there my best yeah show us your best your best work I'll get that quality I'm so happy you told us that because that makes me so happy I just picture I picture Rachie watching watching a Premier League soccer game with a cup of coffee like (laughs) sketching sketching just sketching maybe we should send her maybe we should send her some like a sketch pad instead of one of these you know what's actually really fun to do is getting like a coloring book Sometimes it's weird with my niece. I'm like, you're, I'm enjoying this more than you. I'm like getting in the lines and like shading, shading, making sure it's not like the lines go in the correct direction. Like what? Okay. The princess, what dress color does she want? Pink, blue, yellow, you know, like you get really into it, but I'm sure YouTube videos, I can't even imagine. There's probably, that's a dark hole. That's a dark Dark hole. hole. (laughs) Then you get really confident. You're like, oh, I can draw that. Yeah. YouTube tutorial. So what I really like what I type into YouTube is like <laughs> I'll be like <laughs> easy I always put easy first easy flower drawing <laughs> and like you get so much stuff or like easy I don't know easy anything but I always put easy first because I'm not group, quite as- wait group question is anyone does anyone feel like if would your someone getting into your YouTube account make you embarrassed? Because you know how, like, when you go to the homepage, it's like recommended. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know how comfortable I'd be if someone went on my YouTube page. Rach, do you get? Are you getting like on your Instagram like ads for like sketch pads and like pins? Probably. One hundred percent. You're one hundred percent getting ads. Yeah. You're, not, you're like in the locker room scrolling, like making sure nobody sees <laughs> these colored pencils that are coming up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly oh I love it I love it well Rachie girl thank you for letting us into your head into your brain letting us know what you do in your off time coloring (laughs) I never knew that I'm still learning stuff about you thank you so much for sharing your journey with us it was honestly it's why we do it thank you so much we loved it it. it's amazing I mean even just to just sit down and chat with you too like what's awesome I love it you guys have been doing incredible, by the way. It's Aww, going really well. You clearly are stepping up your game with the mics. Like, oh, we got some merch. We got, we got some we merch. Relaunch. Wait till you see the new content, baby. Yeah.
Wait till you see oh, 